few episodes ago, I talked about what worked, what didn't, and what worked-ish in my business in 2022. And I got so many messages from you all about stepping away from social media. In this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about how and why I'm moving my business away from social media and what I'm doing instead to keep it growing. Even if you're on social media and you like it, this episode might give you some insight into ways that you can have healthier boundaries, ways that you can actually leverage social media in a more powerful way, and maybe alternatives to social media that you can start to bake into your business practices. Welcome to the Yoga Biz Podcast, the number one podcast for bite-sized business advice for yoga teachers. If you're just getting started building out a marketing and business plan for your yoga business, you're in the right place. Now, before we get started, make sure you head down to the show notes and download my free content planning and strategy training with a free template. And make sure you hit subscribe on wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Yoga Biz Podcast. It's Meg here, and I'm so excited to be wrapping up this 2022 in review series that I've been doing here on the podcast. So if you missed episodes 157 and 158, I talked about what worked in 2022, what didn't, what worked-ish. I talked a little bit about taking initiatives on my own projects instead of just sitting back and waiting for opportunities to find me. So if you missed those podcast episodes, definitely check them out after this one. But this episode, I'm going to be diving into the topic of social media. So as I mentioned a couple of times on this podcast... I've really moved away from social media and I actually just had someone approach me in person recently and say like, Meg, I really, really, really want to get my business up and running. Can you sit down with me and, and teach me Instagram? And I said to them, define teach me Instagram. (laughs) And this person said, I I know I want to build a business. I know I want to get clients. And I I think Instagram is really the only way that I know how to do that. And so we sat down and slowly I started to introduce these different ideas to this person about how to get clients into her yoga and wellness business without giving too much away about her because I think she is a podcast listener and I'm not sure if she would want me sharing her plans for her upcoming business that she's opening in the fall. But we slowly started to unravel all these other ways that we can pull people into our business and how Instagram is sort of just this one small piece of the puzzle. And since we as consumers tend to only see businesses really on Instagram and sometimes in our inbox, we forget that businesses were marketing themselves well before social media ever came to be. So if you're a yoga teacher and you're just starting out, or if you're starting to build some kind of wellness business, it's important to think about how you're going to get your business visible. How are we going to get eyeballs on your business? For me, I did exactly what this person did. And I started out on Instagram thinking that that's where I was supposed to be. I grew my following to 12,000 people. It's less than that now, since I'm not focusing on it as much, I've lost tons and tons of followers. And slowly over the course of four or five years, I learned a little bit about how to gain visibility off of social media and how to actually convert people from just eyeballs looking at your business into actual clients. 
And that's why in 2022, I really started to move away from these social media platforms and more focus on some of these other organic methods of marketing. And I want to talk about those today. And first, before we dive into those alternative methods, I want to talk about why I made this shift. So for those of you who know me, who have ever interacted with me, you know that I'm a very numbers oriented person. I have this engineering brain and I believe that numbers tell a story. So what I did in 2022 is I looked back at all the numbers and I saw where my clients were coming from, right? Like where were my students coming from? Where was I getting private clients? Where was I getting the people signing up for my courses and all these other things? I took a good hard look at the numbers and I wrote some down. I'm going to read them out to y'all in a second here. But one of the biggest numbers I looked at was where I got my clients. And as most of you know, I get so many of my clients through email marketing. So something that I track really, really, really obsessively are where my email subscribers are coming from, right? So I'm kind of like, going backwards in the roadmap, right? So people randomly out there in the world find me, they're pulled onto my email list and through email marketing, I convert them into clients. So if we kind of go backwards throughout all of that, we want to look at what kind of emails are actually converting those clients, right? And then where those email subscribers are coming from. And it turns out that 80% of my email subscribers are coming from places that are not Instagram. One is SEO. So my website, people are organically finding my website by Googling things and they stumble across the resources on my website. I have a really strong website that I'm really, really proud of with a lot of free resources, with a lot of keywords, with a really, really advanced SEO strategy. Also, this podcast is another way that I get a lot of email subscribers. Anyone who downloads something for free from this podcast is pulled onto my email list. And then my Facebook group. Now, I understand that Facebook does fall under the category of social media. So I just wanted to recognize that that's an important thing to keep in mind. Um, but the majority of my email subscribers are coming from my website and from this podcast. So in 2022, you might've noticed that I shifted my focus to creating much more content on here. And I rebranded my entire website to be even stronger. So I want you to think about that in the context of your business. Okay. So if you run weekly classes, weekly meditations, where are their students coming from? And you might be thinking to yourself, well, mostly word of mouth. Right? When I first started out, it was mostly my mom, my aunts, my friends, and then slowly their friends started to come. That is organic marketing. Do not discount that as like some silly thing. My mom's telling her friends about stuff. That's how a lot of businesses get momentum. And that is a form of marketing that you can leverage and continue to grow off of. Okay. Some of you also might be thinking I have a Facebook group. I have a website. A lot of people find me there. So it's important to take a look at the numbers and really think about where your people are coming from. Okay. So as I started to kind of shift away from social media, I started to notice a few things. Okay. First off, I stepped away from Instagram and it opened up a lot of space, creative space for me to write more emails, higher quality emails, 
and to record these podcast episodes a little bit more frequently and with a little bit more clarity. So basically it opened up mental space for me because I realized that while I was on Instagram, I was also consuming a lot of other people's ideas. And I don't know about you, but I am not at a lack of ideas. I have plenty of ideas. So scrolling through other people's content only adds to the noise in my already very, very chaotic brain. So if you're someone who's like, Meg, I want more ideas. You might want to stay on Instagram, stay on social media and have good boundaries around whose content you're consuming, how much of it you're consuming, and if you're using it for inspiration or if you're using it for comparison. I noticed a shift in 2021, 2022, where I had gone beyond just looking at other people's stuff as inspiration and it started to become this comparison game in my mind, which wasn't good for my mental health. Therefore, I started stepping away and I noticed this kind of ripple effect of headspace that I started to feel a little bit more clear about what I was creating. So a couple of takeaways from this whole entire process of moving away from social media. And the first one is something that I preach in my business programs over and over again, which is just because something works for me doesn't mean it has to work for you. Just because the yoga teacher that also teaches at the same studio as you does something some way doesn't mean that it needs to work that way for you. If you're listening to this and you're like, I love Instagram. Instagram feels great. Instagram feels awesome and inspiring, but I hate email. Cool. Let's refocus our energy to focus more on Instagram. If you're more like me and you're like, Instagram feels noisy. Instagram makes me anxious. Let's go ahead and pivot focus more on email marketing or other types of social media, okay? Almost 100% of the yoga and meditation clients that I've gotten online, I wanna mention online, are not from social media, but they're from teaching regularly on Insight Timer, which is a meditation app, okay? I promise you, that Instagram is not the only way to organically reach people out in the world. You just have to find the platforms, the methods, and the systems that you feel good utilizing consistently. Because here's a universal law of business that no one wants to talk about. Everyone wants to give you these magic strategies. Little spoiler alert, there are no magic strategies. But here's something that no one wants to talk about. The most powerful business strategy that you can use for your yoga and wellness business is the one that feels the best to you. So does that require a little bit of trial and error? Yes. Maybe you try out Instagram. Maybe you try out Pinterest. Maybe you try out Insight Timer. Then you reevaluate and see what feels good. I know for me, sitting in front of my computer and recording these podcast episodes that I know are bringing value to my audience and then emailing them to my list And then throughout the rest of the week, I'm focusing on growing my email list. That feels the best, the most supportive, the most valuable to me. And I know that my audience enjoys it as well. And it's taken me a couple of years to feel confident in that strategy. So I want you to find the thing that works best for you. I'm working with a client right now who does not like email. She is so not an email person and that is totally fine. Instead, she's printing out proposals and going to different businesses around her town and she's promoting her business that way. There are marketing strategies that are more than posting on Instagram that work 
and that feel good. All right. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you found value in this podcast episode. And if you're new here, hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my new podcast episodes. If you haven't checked out my website yet, go to megsangimino.com. There's tons and tons of resources on there. I'm sure you will find something that works really well for you. I'll see you back here on the Yoga Biz Podcast really soon.